Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the In The Mixer podcast. A very special episode today. Um, as the Premier League season has finished and the last game of the season were pretty in- in influential, we are going to review the entire season. Um, every club from first to last. Um, you may like that, you may not, depending on who you support. I am joined today by the usual suspects, um, Elias and Michael. Say hello, gentlemen. Michael hello, is gentlemen. Kevin Spacey. I'm not oh, Kevin that's, Spacey. I don't think either of you should be Kevin Spacey for the sanctity okay. of this podcast. Um, but yeah, how are you excited for this? Are you excited for this look back at what has been a weird and wonderful Premier League season? Yes. Yeah, there will definitely yeah, there'll definitely be stuff that we've forgotten that probably somebody else is gonna mention. So yeah, I'm I'm excited. That's fine. That's fine. That's the beauty about doing this podcast every week is we can come back to stuff we miss and miss stuff we come back to. Um yeah. Anyway, that's a nice turn of phrase that failed. Uh, okay, so where else to start but the champions of the league? Manchester City, the Centurions as they are naming themselves, quite rightly, because they did win um one hundred points a season. There's not a hundred of them. Which is disappointing. Um, actually, they could be. They do they have a were. big academy. Yeah, I mean, during, they do have a big squad. Yeah, during the celebrations, there were uh, at least a hundred people on the on the pitch. Well, I didn't know. Yeah, players that were even out on loan. Was this like? Was this when they got like they invaded the last day of the season, which was weird because it was already. There. Was I swear some of those were Southampton fans as well. Yeah, just like, yeah, oh, stayed up. Probably. I mean, yeah, they stayed up. I wasn't exactly. a fan. I wasn't a fan of that. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the premeditated. I've already said this on the podcast. But yeah, so oh, premeditated pitch invasions. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Yours was, but you did a bad one as well, Michael, didn't you? You were basically <laughs> safe on last day of the season. Your boys were like, "Oh, well, let's no, go." Well, you kind of, but it's Birmingham City, so we were never really safe. I yeah, it like it isn't. It isn't. If you've got to think of the season we've had. Mm. So yeah, this it's been an interesting one for you but we're not here to talk about you we're also not going to talk about Barcelona losing their unbeaten record this season we're also <gasps> not going to talk about Braintree Town getting promoted to the conference on penalties hey let's go um, and we're also not going to talk about Syria or any other divisions um, all that will come Dead next leagues. week playoffs and such but yeah back to Manchester City then um, oh, pretty successful season really isn't it not bad Premier League especially yeah, not bad, not bad. Not bad, and um, Guardiola is doing what City signed him for. Uh, brought in the right players in the in the transfer window and definitely got the best out of his players. Like As as a lot of like pundits and experts have been saying, this is one of the best Premier League teams to have played in this league. So, hmm. rightfully champions. Hmm. Um, obviously, with, like this is the Premier League, but Man City, you cannot look at them without realising the bigger picture. We spoke about how many trophies we thought they were going to win this season. Um, I said three. You guys said two. Congratulations on your on you. your predi- yes. successful predictions. I'm sure like they would have taken two if one of those wasn't the League Cup. Um, do you think City... Like, it's weird because obviously they broke all the records and, and stuff like that, but they've got to be disappointed with their champions. Like, it's, we want to talk about the Premier League, but that's they did brilliantly there. But they've got to be disappointed with their Champions League performance do you think yeah i i definitely think they they wanted more in champions league and i definitely think they should have done more in champions league uh but as we saw Klopp just outplayed them again so yeah. hmm. they got undone by their kryptonite which has been obvious all season that it's liverpool i mean in, in the league in the champions league it's just it's a shame that they met 
in the semis rather than in the final because I think that it, there was a strong possibility it could have ended up with both those teams playing in the final if the fixtures had been the other way around. But yeah, City incredible season, but Liverpool definitely their their counterplay. Mm. Um, yeah, and one one thing I think one problem area for City has been that left back position. Um, Benjamin Mendy. I think that's the biggest thing with City is they. I think. He was the that was the one place they looked a little bit light with with Delft there. And don't get me wrong, he had a good season um, when no one expected him to even play at all. He filled in left back reasonably well. Um, what did you think of his performances? And what more to, more to the point, what do you think Mendy, if he'd been fit all season, would have given them um, in terms of more trophies, better performances, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera? It's always hard to say what a new player to the Premier League will bring uh, because we. You'd never know what kind of qualities they can bring in. You, you've seen what they've done. You've seen what Mendy's done for Monaco, but can he translate that to the Premier League football? It's it's always it's always a gamble signing from other leagues when when they're not proven in the Premier League because the the play style and the the atmosphere is so different from like any other European league. So just can they handle handle the pressure and will they fit in? And yeah, I, as you said, Delphi's done a great job completely changing up his position uh, and playing left back for pretty much the whole season uh, and yeah Mendy we've seen as, as I said we've seen what, what he can do at Monaco but we haven't really seen him play that much for City I think he did you know played two or three games he played yeah he uh, played a little bit at the start of the season didn't he yeah um, and yeah it's, it's going to be interesting to see uh, of course you can't you can't say uh, you can't you can't hope for too much when I'm not supporting City, but but is it, like I like him as a as a player, so hopefully it doesn't he doesn't become a massive flaw. <laughs> hopefully not, uh, Michael. I've got our uh, predictions from pre-season up the uh, Premier League <sighs> tables. Um, you and me predicted City second, Elias third. Yeah. So none of us predicted them to win the league, which is amazing considering how intelligent we are and our football insight is so so <laughs> awesome. Um, is it? It's. I mean, none of us particularly, particularly predicted them to win the league, but um, I think we can say they didn't really overachieve either. <laughs> I think it was. I think the reason we predicted them is because of the 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 scale of change. I think a lot of us either predicted teams that had made small changes to improve. Like I think you guys picked United to win, and then I picked Chelsea just because they'd made small changes that were improvements. Whereas City had made a huge change in that the that they had a lot of new players and they had a new manager as well that while Pep is obviously incredibly successful it's a new league completely mm. so it was just would that would that all fit in in that first season would it all slot into place or would it take a year or two to get going uh, and obviously we were wrong <laughs> and it did mm. well yeah I mean he did have that year last season of course with Guardiola yeah um, but yeah I know what you're saying with all the the changes, the, the other changes, yeah, all in one go. But yeah, the, like they did well, to, you know, with the signings of Edison specifically. Um, I think. Um, what other key signings? What signings do you think have been key for the, what? What I mean, Edison's the obvious upgrade on Bravo, which was a calamity. Um, any other quick transfers they had, or transfers they may even make this summer, um, to improve quickly before we move on. Uh, I feel like the signing of Danilo is underrated. Um. He played 38 games total this season, and uh, he's just been looking like decent. 
Uh, I didn't expect him to be this good. Uh, of course, he signed it for quite a hefty fee of £26 million. But I still didn't think it would make that big of a difference because we saw how out of his depth it was at Real Madrid. Hmm. Uh, so it was a it was a pleasant surprise, I think, for the City fans. Uh, but you, you can also know... Bernardo Silva started off not very good uh, and really grew into the season uh, as long as well he's only 23 years old so I thought he was I thought he was older than that so he's still he's still a young player and of course breakout player this season Lee Rosane um, yeah. he was absolutely amazing <laughs> yeah he really was he really was and Mike I'm sure seconds that Lee Rosane yeah, compliment. he's shown his is how he's not. It's not just him as his ability, but also his drive to do well. Which, while Schalke are credited to have like incredible prospects, some of them do lack that determination and possibly is a huge element of ego in uh, a lot of their rises to fame. And yeah, Sane seems to lack that, which is probably a good quality. So he deserves mm. all the points he gets. Right, well, I think we spent long enough on City, which is fair enough because they did win the league, so they probably deserve a <laughs> bit of chatter. But to their rivals now, Manchester United, second place, their highest finish since uh, Alex Ferguson left, which, considering the criticism they've got this season, Mourinho especially, is it, what do you think? I mean, me and I just predicted them to win the league. They didn't they didn't quite make that. Well, they were quite a way off, I think. 19 points off. was yeah. the, uh, the difference in the end, but... Where do you, I'm going to go straight to where United need to improve next season in order to catch City. Um, Michael, I'll go to you. Where do you think United need to improve next season? Um, well, it's a real tough one because I think there's a lot of elements. And I think one of them is mentality and also like how that involves the fans. So Mourinho's way of playing isn't always the best best football to watch and that often loses a lot of support. Pep's way of playing... You've seen what City have done this season and United probably don't have the quality of players to reproduce that, which is an, another issue. They have the probably the quality of players to produce the football that Mourinho wants, but it's just, I think it's a mentality thing and City have completely blown the league away. So it's it's not like you can say oh, this is where United went wrong and they could win the league, but it's just where they could improve. But it's then, if you get rid of Mourinho, where, do, where does, is, is there a manager out there that's going to, achieve as much as Mourinho has this season because it's not particularly been a really unsuccessful season uh, mm. it's just I don't know I think it's really difficult and I don't I, I, the honest answer is I don't really know I don't really know where they can improve massively I think they've got to make they've got to strengthen the team um, because it is a, it is a definitely a second place team and not a first place team uh, possibly even lower and I think they just have to change their mentality slightly but that that comes with a change in in players hmm yeah, let's not let's not forget though they were matching City at the start of the season. I think they lost to Huddersfield. I think I can't remember that. I might, may have been around October, November, but they were matching City in the early stages of the yeah. season. Remember, they started off with three four 0 wins. Um, so it gen- it looked like there was something there, but um, they just yeah they just seem to peter away, and I'm not sure if they that- had injuries as well, which probably like we were talked talked about the cycle of Phil Jones a lot <laughs> in the podcast, and it kind of it. it like you imagine how it, we were talking about Phil Jones being really good at the start of the season, and then his injury strikes, and it's just there's all there's all sorts of players that got in, injured for United throughout the season that just contributed to that. And City had a lot greater depth to be able to cover those positions, like Delph slotting in and left back. It worked. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, 
at least obviously they finished second, which is a good finish. Um, they have a cup final. Do you think them winning the FA Cup and finishing second will be seen as a good season, or do you think there was too many disconnects between Mourinho's style and the fans and, and other things like that? I definitely feel like the United fans are not really buying the Mourinho style or play. Uh, he's definitely not got the the same support on uh, United's United stands that uh, that he had uh, at Chelsea's stands when he came back. Like, of course, the Chelsea fans knew what kind of football he played and uh, were prepared for it. I don't think United were really prepared for what they what they actually signed him for. <laughs> mm. And uh, but still, he he only cares about wins, really. If he can win without it looking pretty, then he will do that. And uh, yeah, he did that this season. That's why they're second. And it's not a failed season, but as United, you should always, you should pretty much always be first. So anything else than that is a is a failure, I think, yeah. in United United eyes. Uh, if they win the FA Cup, they've at least uh, had a trophy. But. I, I still feel like it's such a contrast with what they're used to with uh, Sir Alex uh, and with Mourinho's style. So mm, I, I still feel like an, only an FA Cup is is not enough for the United fans. <laughs> yeah, Michael, do you think do you think they would United fans would have been happy with this season if it wasn't City who were dominating? The, if it was like a Chelsea or a, or a Liverpool? If it, it's just the fact that it's City is what's really getting on their nerves. I don't know. I don't think so. Mm. I, I, I don't know. It's really difficult to comment on that because it's not. And I, I think it's just more the, the criticism from Mourinho is just in the style of play. It's not because it's City that are doing better than them. Mm. It could have been anyone. I just feel like they they want to see a different style of football. Uh, one that sort of you connected with Manchester United under Sir Alex. They don't see this as the new era. They don't see this as Mourinho is the man to be there for the long haul because they don't want to watch that football. Hmm. Okay. So we're going thumbs up City, thumbs down United, I think, is the the blurry lines. To a middling thumb now, um, Tottenham Hotspur. Oh Third place. Um, mm. Have they finished top three in the last three seasons now? An FA Cup so. semi-final through the, to the knockout stages of the Champions League. And it's been somewhat a disappointing season. Um, does that show how far Tottenham have come in terms of a club that this is a disappointing season, or is it a bit? Is it was it underwhelming? Like uh, it's hard to gauge, isn't it? Because of obviously they've had this trophyless spell now for what is it like ten years, and um, people are getting on their backs about that now. And this might be this the summer they lose Pochettino and and, and a few of their key players. Um, where do you think this season stacks in terms of? the Tottenham project, quote-unquote. Um, and what do you think? Do you think this is a good sort of... This is. Do you think this is sort of where they are? Or do you think they have underachieved, overachieved? I'll go to, I'll go to you, Elias. See, I, I feel like this... <laughs> it feels so weird to say that, but this season feels like a disappointment uh, for Tottenham. And you've seen that with uh, Pochettino's um, comments about the transfer market. You've seen that with uh, Toby Alderweireld being completely frozen out of the squad. Uh, you've seen that with just like it's not, the lack of ambition is just sh- like shining through, really. Uh, since Poch- Pochettino is telling that 
other clubs who have more money, they will, of course, get the players. We can't compete with that. So they have a Champions League spot, which that is probably, like, this is not Premier League related, but that defined Tottenham season, uh, losing against Juventus. And, uh, like, a third in the Premier League, they they are a top-four team, Spurs, I think, now permanently. Uh, But they need to do more. They, they, they're not going to be happy with just coming third or fourth every year. Maybe uh, maybe the chairman is happy with that. Uh, mm. But that just shows like a lack of like ambition from him instead of the players and the manager. So it, it's so it's so hard to know where you have Tottenham because I feel like they've grown to become this like massive English club. Yeah. But but still haven't got that last that last little like fight in them to actually win something but is that perhaps where they're heading with the new stadium do you remember they were at Wembley this season you know they're yeah. away from home pretty much that new stadium shows that ambition but I understand what you're saying the the lack of investment in terms of transfers and wages is certainly a cause for concern and it hasn't been you know hasn't hasn't been uh, under the radar this season um especially um Michael what, what do you think about Spurs this season do you think do you think it's been uh, underwhelming do you think they I mean, what what would you do as the football manager expert you are? Um, what would you do if you had as much persuasion as as Pochettino has at Tottenham? So I think the point of the new stadium is quite a key one. In that, at the start of the season, I'm pretty sure we were tossing up that Tottenham could really have a difficult season because it was going to be a transitional season for them. Like the playing away from home thing is. It's difficult, and even moving into the state new stadium, it'll be like that. So if you consider that they've actually had a pretty decent season, but then you're looking at the caliber of players they have. Kane is playing like he's in his prime, and I'm pretty sure this will probably be Harry Kane's prime. Uh, Deli Ali's probably not quite his prime, but Eric Dyer's probably in his prime as well. Maybe he has a couple more years until he reaches his full potential. But it's it's tough to say because the, I think that the stadium factor is is a real key one and that probably limited Tottenham to some degree but then you have to look at the transfers and like you said that the lack of ambition they want to sign the type the caliber of players that are as good as City and United but those players have no real reason to join Tottenham Mm. over City and United United and City will probably offer higher wages much more ambition that there's just and even the chances they've made this season you're looking at Lucas Moura, who was a transfer target for many of the top clubs a couple of seasons ago. Yeah. And he's now brought in for Tottenham. It, it's, it, it does show a severe lack of ambition to other clubs as well as the fans of Tottenham. But I think if you look at this season in the wider picture, it's probably been an okay season. And it's it was pretty, almost damage lim- limitation with the new stadium thing going on. But I think the loss of Toby Alderweireau probably this summer is going to be huge. Hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with Michael there as well. Because you see also Serge uh, Aurier, of course, an outcast uh, at PSG after his video scandals and stuff. Uh, and also Urente just bringing him as a backup. Uh, it's not really... It's, it's no first-team signings because Aurier hasn't really been that first-team right-back. That's been Trippier. Yeah, yeah he was uh, rotated within the Champions League, but that's really the best kind of football that he had at Tottenham this year. The biggest ambition that Tottenham have done in the transfer window or did was Davison Sanchez. I think that was a good deal. A like, up-and-coming centre-back, maybe not meant for the first team this season, but uh, as things turned out with uh, Alderweireld, 
uh, he became a first team player and he's not looked too bad. Yeah. Uh, and that was an like that was a a future signing, and if he can continue to grow at this rate, because I I know I slated him earlier this season that he he started off very shaky and didn't really look like Premier League standard yet. He has finished really strong, and uh, that forty two million pounds actually doesn't look too bad for him. Mm. Uh, and of course, he's very young. So well, very young, twenty one. <laughs> So he's he's still got his whole career in front of him. I think that's one thing that is the aim with the Tottenham project is timing. So this new stadium they're going to move into next year should be, should come along with players in their prime. Like if you look at Kane, he's in his prime now. Deli Ali should be a couple of years off his prime. Eriksen probably has a couple of years left in in him in his prime. And then you've got the likes of Kieran Trippi and Ben Davis who'll probably reach their their full potential in the next couple of years. So I think it is a timing thing, and that the next few years for Tottenham are going to be really key to finishing off this this huge project. I think the stadium comes at the right time. To be honest with that, yeah. Yeah, I I saw Wenger was uh, warning Tottenham about, um, you know, having to balance the books with the new stadium coming in. Obviously, he knows all about that with the Emirates Stadium, but um, hey, we don't we don't spend any money anyway, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> exactly. Liverpool next, then down to fourth, the final Champions League spot given to the uh, to the Reds. A, t- a tough one, really, isn't it? But I mean, solely on the Premier League. I mean, they got champ. That was their aim, wasn't it? Champions League football. Yeah. We've still we've seen what that's given them this season in terms of that competition. But um, on the Premier League, they they start the first half of the season completely different picture to the second half, and I think that can be put down probably to the signing of Van Dijk as the sort of the the moment. You just wonder what this Liverpool team could have achieved if they'd brought in Van Dijk in the summer when they really wanted him. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird one because, like, even though they've had, you you think they've had a massive season, they've still been very shaky in the Premier League. Like, even though Salah and Mane and Firmino have really shown like they're the top of like top of the class in the Premier League for attackers, uh, it's, they've still been so shaky at the back. Like, even with Va- uh, Van Dijk. Uh, coming in, there's still problems, uh, and I don't think they're solved yet. Uh, so they might be, of course, they're in the Champions League final, but I don't think they have enough to fight for the Premier League title yet. Uh, even with those signings, I think the the signing of Oxley Chamberlain was really good, um, a very versatile player, and definitely didn't get the time. Uh, well, he got the time at Arsenal, but I don't think he was uh, used correctly. Um, but I, I still, I still don't think that they have what, what it takes to actually win the Premier League. Hmm. I mean, I don't necessarily I agree with that. Agree. I, I think they probably will be City's closest challenges next season, in my personal opinion. I mean, we'll see what happens. They could even lose Salah or someone like that if they do end up winning the Champions League. Um, but yeah, sorry, Michael, were you gonna? What do you think? No, about? I was going to say, I, I, I agree in that the defensive issues lends itself to a, a competition like the Champions League, where it's short knockouts, whereas the, the, like the league is, it's a lot, the Premier League season is long. I mean, it's not as long as the lower leagues, but it's it's a long season and it's you have to beat every team that's put in front of you and they have struggled to beat the teams that are lower down in the table. Mm. Like you highlight the draws with West Brom, who are the worst team in the divi- division for 
90% of the season. Yeah. It's and it's those where Liverpool show their lack of penetration at times. And that and that's why they that's why I think there's the step behind in the Premier League, but of course in the Champions League that they've been a, a step ahead of their opponents, even City. Mm. Yeah, I, I think the Premier League, I think Spurs finishing above Liverpool is a bit of a a bit of a false representation. I think Liverpool have a better first eleven than Spurs. I think they have a better I, I think they're more accustomed to their identity and the way they play. I think they're more um, a more cohesive unit than Tottenham are at this moment in time. And with the addition of Cater, of course, that could be a disaster considering his disciplinary record. But um, the, the other players, especially if they win the Champions League, the players they're going to be able to attract um, to improve their squad. Um, but then, but then you look at their squad and you wonder where they actually need improvement. I mean, the goalkeeper is the obvious one. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe another centre-back to replace Lovren, but I, I, I don't know if I... I'd probably say another central midfielder as well. Really? I suppose with the Oxlade-Chamberlain injury, that could be a one to look I, at. I don't, I don't think... Well, Wijnaldum has played well for Liverpool when he's been called upon. I don't yeah. feel like he's a central midfielder. But they don't have Kaita coming don't in, feel, though, to be fair. Exactly. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Seeing Kaita this second half of the season at Leipzig is just... It's kind of one of those where he it it looks like he didn't want to leave, and obviously he was very upset <laughs> in his final game. And I don't know; it's a strange one that Leipzig really dropped off the second half of the season. I mean, really dropped off. Yeah. So. Yeah, the, I I feel like the problem with Liverpool squad is that they have, uh, they got plenty of defenders, uh, but they're not top class. They're not they're not the best defenders in the league. Uh they got plenty plenty of attackers. But if you look behind Firmino Salah Mane, you got Danny Ings, you got Dominic mm. Solanke. Uh, and then you got Alex Oxley Chamberlain and Lalana who can step in and play maybe yeah. on the wing. But Danny Ings and Solanke, that's not like if you play with three attackers and one of them get injured, uh of Salah, Firmino and Mane. You can't rely on Ings to do the job of Sana. You can't rely on Solanke to score the goals of Salah. It's just, I still feel like they need to, to um, attract another attacker if they can keep Salah. Mm. Otherwise, mm-hmm. too. No, very fair point. Depth is not perhaps their yeah, their best asset. Um, down then into the Europa League spots, which uh, Elias will be absolutely devastated by. Michael's Premier mm. League champions, Chelsea. Um, finishing fifth. <laughs> um, I mean, what has the season been for Chelsea? It's been, I mean, defending the Premier League for the the second time, um, failing to qualify for the Champions League the season after. Um, what I mean, what went wrong? If you can answer without saying the word Conte, that would be uh, appreciated. <laughs> um, I feel like depth is also a hmm. an issue. Like, even though we're talking about Chelsea, who's been just recruiting and recruiting and buying players left, right, and center uh, for a lot of money, even this season, um, for more, pretty much, more than 200 million pounds, uh, it's just not good enough. <laughs> like, you say we should have the players uh, to actually compete and win the title, and do well in the Champions League, but if those players don't show up, because they don't like the manager, because they don't want to stay here, because they have other plans, then 
you can't continue to play those players. So yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm in <laughs> contact again, <laughs> but I didn't say his, I didn't say his name. I just saw uh, saw his, mm. said the reason, and also just it's yeah I don't know it's, it's depressing <laughs> to just think about really. I made I made a spreadsheet uh, of the whole Chelsea, well all of Chelsea squads pretty much uh, that I will put on the the Twitter. If you want to read about my verdicts, where the players should be next season, uh, it's, it's decently in. Uh, Michael, what do, what do you think of the players Chelsea brought in? Because Rudiger had an okay season. Um, I, I mean, Morata struggled, especially in the second half of the season. Although I think we we're all quite big fans of him as a player. Um, and Bakayoko's the obvious standout. Um, any positives to take from Chelsea's transfer dealings this season and <laughs> ahead of the coming transfer window? I mean, I don't really. I guess, like you said, Bakioka was a shining star from that, but not particularly. I mean, Rudiger's still relatively young, I believe, so it's. But no, not really. I think it's, for me, the issue, why I predicted. Chelsea to do so well was because I thought they had the squad for it, but then I thought that individually players lacked performances that they'd previously put in. Like you look at Gary Cahill, um, even Eden Hazard was inconsistent. Also, and while he is the best player Chelsea have, he was very inconsistent as well in and out of the team. Uh, different injuries, things like that. Also, not down to him. Morata, we all expected Morata to to mm. to completely take off in the Premier League. Uh, Christensen made mistakes this season Courtois wasn't the keeper that we expected it's there's there's a lot and Elias Elias's spreadsheet perfectly defines that there's a lot of like three and four out of ten performances for the season that Elias has rated and it's justifiable that individuals didn't quite step up and then that led to the whole team just underachieving yeah I mean some of those players did well though Elias Olivia Giroud I think you gave a a very nice review of the season for it was a really good sign-in in January, wasn't he? Considering his performances, yeah, and I was very skeptical of that sign-in because I felt like it's a step backwards. Uh, of course, he's over thirty. I think we we can only give him a mm. one-year contract uh, based on the Chelsea policies. Um, so I I definitely feel he's he's a man for at least. Two more years, as at least as a backup, uh, depending on what happens in the transfer window, uh, and it's just going to be so hard to attract the uh, the top strikers. I don't think that we actually are going to sign any strikers, even if uh, if the fans want it. I I really don't think we need to, uh, because I still have faith in Morata to do something in the Premier League. Uh, Giroud can score goals. He's more of a more of a like one touch finisher, but we also got Bachoy coming back from injury and back from Dortmund uh, mm. after the World Cup, mm-hmm. um, and we got we got to <laughs> Tammy Abraham as well. You can just jump in and Callum Hudson Odoi who played a few games this season. So we got options to actually have depth uh, in attack because we got a we got such a great like youth team. He's won the the UEFA Youth Cup and like FA FA Youth Cup like four or five years in a row that that we never use. Like you've seen it a bit this season, and I'm really happy we actually 
used a few of the academy players this season, but it's still not enough. There, there's so much more that can be taken from the academy that is mm. not like utilized. So, do you think Chelsea have to stop learning? For, sorry, I'm going to take over host like questions for a second. Do you think that Chelsea have to stop learning out players and take advantage of the the the, the Premier League rulings in that young players can go in without registration? I definitely, uh, I def- uh, yeah, I definitely feel like it should be used more. Uh, but but I, I still stand behind that they should loan out, loan out the players that are not ready. Uh, and oh yeah, those will definitely yeah. not play. I yeah. definitely agree with you. Yeah. Uh, so keeping all the players at the club just to play in youth teams that will never progress them to become complete players. But, but like you said, the likes of Tammy Abraham, who's on loan at a Premier League yeah. team and has shown potential for a couple of years, surely. Yeah, of course he wasn't amazing for Swansea this season, but no. but he was also he was also uh, also like an injection every time he. He came on the pitch, uh, so if he can have some like more quality players behind him, then who knows what he can do? At least give him a chance. That's all I like want. <laughs> okay, I think that's enough on Chelsea. We need to finish this part one, and we will do with Arsenal and a season that will be remembered as Arsene Wenger's last in charge. I think this is their lowest finish under him, which you know is is a nice way to end it all. Um, but what do I mean? I mean, we can all agree this season's been disappointing for Arsenal. I think every level failed to um, defend the FA Cup by losing to Nottingham Forest in the third round outside of the Champions League football again. Um, I mean, a good Europa League run, but out in the in the quarterfinals to a very good Atletico team. So, or was it semi-finals? I can't really remember. But um, you know, I mean, it's where Arsenal go from here, isn't it? I think. Um, so, what positions? Do you think Arsenal need to strengthen? Um, Elias, I'll go, I'll go to you because uh, because I, I want to. Yeah. I think Arsenal did great, like made great signings over both windows this season. They got Colasinac in um, in the summer. They got like a set in the, in the summer. On a free transfer as well. Yeah, Colasinac on a free transfer, of course. Uh, they got Mkhitaryan and Abamyang, who's played together. <clears throat> uh, and they offloaded Alexis Sanchez, who hasn't looked the same in United Colors that he did the, in uh, the Arsenal kits. So I just I just feel like they did what was necessary. And I, I'm both scared for them, and I'm also kind of, like, interested in how they're going to react to getting a new manager. Because... Of course, it's been quite a few years with the uh, with Wenger and a set play style, and I don't think there's any manager in the world that has that particular drive to play such attacking football at mm-hmm. like at all costs as Wenger does. So yeah. it's going to be interesting. Yeah, Michael, what do you, what do you think specifically Arsenal are looking to not only strengthen, but what players do you think they can offload? What players do you think? will want to leave now considering the the Wenger era is over. Do you think there are any players that are so, were so loyal to Wenger that they they're going to now leave it and now he's going or do you think that's not really an issue? Um I wouldn't say particularly because I think their squad's relatively fresh. There's not there's not really any sort of players that are, that have been loyal to Wenger over there for a long period of time. Maybe Koscielny's one of those players. Um but I think they've definitely got to strengthen the midfield backwards 
if they play a different style of football, I mean, currently they play like three across midfield, and the quality of players in that midfield are definitely not good enough, especially to play in such a short numbered midfield. And then at the back, they've got so many problems, especially in the centre back position. I mean, Koscielny is well past his prime, and has got a lot well. of mistakes in him. Mustafi's just. Yeah, <laughs> Mustafi is just, well, I mean, speaks for himself, really. Ozil's yet again a player past his prime. While he does have a, a plenty left in him and under a new manager could be completely revitalised because he's not too old. He's still not what Metz Ozil was. So I think Arsenal have got to make big movements defensively and in particularly in central midfield if they stick to the current like 4-3-3 yeah. three, three play style. Change that. I'm gonna, and the new goalkeeper yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. That's what I wanted to yeah, say. That's, and, and, that, and that doesn't just come with shot stopping. You looked at City, how important um, it is, how you use the goalkeeper to, to, to start attacks and, and to almost like uh, stop the opponent's attacks, sort of get rid of pressure. It's it's huge, the, the amount of football a goalkeeper plays these days. So they definitely have to bring in a I goalkeeper that can do that. Signing for them in terms of goalkeepers. Like they, they could do a lot worse than re-signing Lucas Fabianski from Swansea. No, he knows the club. He's right, a fantastic okay, goalkeeper. Do you not agree? Do you think? Okay. I don't. I don't know. I don't, know. I don't, I don't know if they need that. I mean, that's, that's I mean, they've had Czech, who's not particularly good with his feet, and most of his problems have been with his hands this season. So I think. I mean, they can't be picky. I don't think in their posi- in their current position. See, I think they can. I think they've got. I think they've got a huge. Arsenal have a huge pulling power. Yeah, right now I, as I well really with Wenger uh, leaving. Lee. Yeah, exactly. Like this is a new era. Mm. Players will want to. If they get in a, if they get in a high-profile manager, players will see this as a fresh start for Arsenal and almost like a we can do this kind of thing. You make a couple of big signings, that team's motivated. But can you think? And of- they're going to bring in huge players. I think. Yeah, you look at the players that they've already signed as well. They arguably Arsenal have made the biggest name signings hmm. of any but team in the Premier League this season. A manager they could attract that is a bigger name than Arsene Wenger. I know he's been. I know he's had questionable last couple of seasons, but, but- you look <laughs> at the offers he's like he's reportedly getting. Um, after leaving, like Arsenal, it's it's cra- you forget this is one of the most well-known managers in in world football, not not the Premier League, world football. Like I, d- I don't understand where that. Log- no offense, Michael, but I don't understand where that like logic is. I don't I don't know how they could get a manager that is a bigger name than Wenger, who could attract better players than Wenger could. In my personal opinion, of course. I, I yeah I I agree to a certain degree in that, but but. On another side of things, it's also going to be world reported how Arsenal have finished fifth this season, and oh, sorry, finished sixth this season, and just it, it, it's it's not going to go unreported that Arsenal aren't what they were. So I, I'd, it's for me, for me, I'd if I was a footballer, I'd probably see depending on who they appoint, I'd probably see this as a huge new project to bring Arsenal back to what they mm. were. Yeah, and like as you say, who who is like. Like a bigger, like a bigger manager than Arsene Wenger to bring in. I don't think they need to bring in somebody bigger than Wenger. Of course, they probably can't. But I still feel like Ancelotti is in that, um, mm-hmm. in that yeah, pool of the managers that can match, uh, Wenger kinds of like as an icon for, for like I attacking football. I think bigger, to be honest. Mm, well, Just because the amount of clubs he's been at, his his profile internationally. You see, the, on- the only way 
I don't see Ancelotti going to Arsenal this if if he comes back to Chelsea. Because I, I, I can actually see him go to Arsenal. Uh, of course, I don't want that, but... It's been so much talk about, um, like, assistant managers uh, for several Premier League clubs, uh, especially Mikel Arteta uh, taking over Arsenal. And now, uh, of course, Thomas uh, Tuchel is appointed the new PSG coach, so that's one name off the list. Mm. So... Um, Mm. I don't think they need a high-profile manager. I just think they need to show the ambition and try to show the ambition uh, to to lure players. Maybe like continue with this like young player mentality. Sign young players, play young players, uh, but just show that you want something. Because Wenger was so stubborn in his play style, and it worked out for most of his career, I think. Uh, but. He was just too stubborn and didn't really adapt to how the modern game is played. And yeah, I, I think a new start is a good way to to maybe bring your like bring your career uh, to a new level. Maybe even using Arsenal as a stepping stone uh, because they we know they're not the club they used to be. Uh, they they can't attract the players that they used to attract, but still they make these world class signings. Uh, like, they might not be the best of the best, but they're still world class. So it's it's a weird one, really. It's a really weird one. Yeah. Just one final point on that. I just I don't. I mean, I don't agree with the Arsenal have massive pulling power. I, I mean, I agree if those players aren't aren't under the radar of teams like Liverpool and Manchester United, Manchester City, and and even Chelsea. Um, but if those play, if the players Arsenal are looking for aren't on those teams' radars, can you call them world class players? I guess I don't know. Um, I just think the level of competition from Arsenal is too too much for them to really attract attract the players that that you are perhaps link, like wanting to, wanting them to attract. I don't know. I don't know if you can see what I'm saying. But yeah, I. It, they they need to try like it's it's a weird one because I I feel like the, if this happened to a club uh, that like Leicester uh, if if Leicester were a top four team in the Premier League and they did the, the the drop like they did this season they they've shown the ambition they won the Premier League they brought in a few pretty good players but Arsenal are known to be not like. They're known to be ambitious, but they're also known to, uh, to as I said, be very stubborn in the way they play. Of course, players come to Arsenal to play attacking football. And if you want to play attacking football, come to Arsenal, pretty much. If you, if you sign for Mourinho, you know, you know you sign for Mourinho. You know what you need to do. But Wenger had this style that he really wanted to just attack, attack, attack. And we can enjoy our football a bit more, and hopefully if we enjoy our football, we win games. I see, I... I still... Like, the, the Champions League is, of course, the major pulling point, and if they can make some promises, uh, like, I, I don't know how you motivate a player to go to a Euro, Europa League, Europa League a club who is not really a top-four team anymore. Uh... Like I don't see them as a top four team anymore. 
it's so hard to motivate players to go there. But I still feel like they can. They they've shown they can get players. Like Ab- Abamian was a great signing. Like I said, was a great signing. They they're top players, and I think City could do with Abamian as well. Uh, maybe not like I said, but I still feel like they can attract players, even though they're not in the Champions League. Okay, well we're gonna end part one there because God, it's like forty five minutes long. So um, <laughs> yeah, basically, so <laughs> whole podcast. Um, part two, where we're going to talk about the teams who finished near the bottom of the table. So, back in a second. Hello, welcome yeah. back to part two of what is a incredibly long review of the Premier League season. Into the um, teams that were promoted from last season and relegated this, um, those six sides. Um, only the third time in history the three promoted sides have managed to all stay up um, in prim- in the Premier League. So we're going to start by the ones that finish highest. And Newcastle United with a fantastic... Uh, was it top half finish in the end? I think it I think it might have been. I can't actually remember. But uh, a very good season for them. Um, and the key man behind that, I think we can all agree, Rafa Benitez. Elias, they've got to keep him, haven't they, if they're going to do anything next season? Yeah, if they can persuade him to, to stay, then yeah. They, they really need to. I don't because they can't. They can't do an Alan party again. Like they, they need to actually keep a manager that wants to be well, wants to be there and wants to be like competitive in the league. And you can't, you can't just let let a man like Rafa Benitez go if he's. I would argue well they should do an Alan party and give him an eight-year contract. Uh, he's not going to agree to that. <laughs> Far too intelligent. Um, Michael, you you're our yeah. Newcastle correspondent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you Goes also hate John J. Shelby. <laughs> wait, aren't I also? Oh wait, aren't I also? You were slated. I don't hate the, John Joe the, Shelby. You you said he gave the ball away. No, but... right, John Joe. I swear. Oh, no, okay. I didn't put him in my okay. World Cup squad on Eurosport. He was a slate. Like, I'm pretty sure he was. Oh, I thought he, he said praising him. I, John Joe Shelby, no, no, he does incredible things, but just needs to not do the really bad things that he does when he do, when he just gets lazy. That's the issue. Like, he has potential to be oh, like better a, than Newcastle. A Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true that as in like uh, Newcastle's current state, he has the he he really does uh, have what, the potential like to Liverpool, be better maybe? than them. <laughs> yeah, that probably would. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's been he's been a, yeah. a another man who's gone a bit under the rat. Hosselu as well. He's done very well uh, for Newcastle. The for, the forgotten man. Mm. What a, what a fantastic <laughs> signing that was! But that just shows how well how good a job Benitez has done. Because you know, for the entire first half of the season, he was their first choice striker. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. Also with the uh, uh, striker, Paris. They're the top uh, top mm. scorer this season. Who I half them goals against Chelsea. as well uh, when I top her. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> and uh, their best signing of the of the window, well, of the windows, uh, Martin Dubrovka, I think, uh, just showed like he's been insane for a club like uh, Newcastle. I he's been so solid, and it's it's really fun to see. Like coming from a. Uh, a lower league, of course, in the Czech league, uh, just coming in completely looking like your first team, first team goalkeeper <laughs> yeah. for a Premier League team. It's pretty good. What about Kennedy as well, it's been decent. 
Yeah, I think it definitely has that has that got the potential to have another year on that loan? I imagine that works for both parties. Oh, really? Permanent signing? It could it could even be permanent. Yeah, I, yeah I, they've Newcastle definitely have I don't the know, resources. I think that'll to be their entire that'll be the entire transfer budget. I think probably. Um, unless, of course, yeah. they do sell the club. Yeah, I don't know. It depends what fees Newca- are demanded. I think Newcastle is the case. I don't, of I don't know. I don't players. think they've particularly got many players who have. Impre- I think the fact that Benitez is getting so much. Well, that's one. Um, but um, the fact Benitez is getting so stop. The fact Shelby. that Benitez is getting so much praise is because of this. And <laughs> you say like Lascelles is probably the one. I think Shelby. I think. He's one of those players who you have to be a very good man manager to get the best out of him because he's very very difficult. He's um, difficult. Was it? Imp- and you have to have players that cover for his yeah. his his, um, his weaknesses. Yeah, I don't yeah. Think what do we think about Mitrovic coming back from Fulham on loan and, and tearing up next season? Could that could that be a possibility? <laughs> mm. <laughs> if Benitez is there, he's not going to be there. Um, so. But yeah. No, no, I mean, if Newcastle keep Benitez, they probably will be safe next season as well, even without investment. Because he's he, him and Newcastle seem to fit so well, and that they the fans aren't unhappy with him playing such a, a robust style. I guess um, if it keeps him in the league, but yeah. But I think that's because of the years that they've had, where it's been they've they've been so shaky, and obviously been in the Championship or whatever, and he's mm. just turned it around. So. Mm. A hero up, yes. up there. Um, the other two sides managers have been massively praised, and Wagner of Huddersfield has been linked with many a job, including uh, Leicester and I think even the Arsenal job as well. Hutton not linked with too many jobs, but has done a very good job as well at Brighton. Um, two teams that were predicted by a lot of people to go down at the start of the season. Both have stayed up, of course. Um, where do these two teams go next season? Because unlike be what I said about Newcastle, I think there are players in the Brighton and Huddersfield squads that will be attracting suitors um, when the transfer window opens. Yeah, and Hutton for Spurs. Hello? So, Hello? Sorry, what? Anybody? <laughs> Fit, might, might just be you. I'm not sure. <laughs> what? Yeah? No, but just <laughs> Brighton seasons in, in general has been pretty... Pretty interesting to say the least. Um Hewn's got a track record of being a good manager though. Like it's it's not just the Blue Brighton, is it? But like he did a great job of burning him and Yeah. Know, so. Of course the only the only loss he got in the preseason before this season was against Atletico Madrid, uh two three. <laughs> it just shows that he can compete with the the Champions League mm. and Europa that's, League. That's size. what preseason shows. So uh, Definitely preseason is a fair <laughs> Oh uh, yeah. I mean, I think, <laughs> I think Atletico Madrid scoring three goals shows that the preseason is a complete nonsense. But uh, <laughs> but no, like, like, what do you think these teams can do next season? Um, who's coming up next is Cardiff and Wolves. Wolves, we probably all think are going to be safe. So these um, and Cardiff will probably be down there. But there'll be there'll be competition for relegation <laughs> next season. Um, what do we think? Do, do we think do we think these two teams are going to be are going to be down there or do you think they're going to kick on? What do you what do you think? I think Brighton are going to be there. Uh, I like they they made some I wouldn't say high like high high tier signings, but 
just uh, getting Lucadia in after a great season in Eredivisie. Uh, it shows a bit of ambition. ambition. Um, Jose Izquierdo can do more more things in the Premier League. Uh, Glenn Murray's getting getting a bit old, but he's still scoring. So, what it, what, it doesn't matter. Uh, Knockout really didn't show anything in the Premier League except that he's got a massive temper. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say he <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah. But other than that, they they need they need to keep hold uh, of Lewis Dunk. Uh, they need to keep hold uh, of. I, I want to say Matthew well. Ryan. I even For though me, he's that's had the a, biggest one. Yeah. Yeah. He he was a great signing for them. Uh, of course, we talked about that last week. I think, um, but they they need like David Proper as well. Like I don't think they made bad signings. They their signings have turned up, and they just need to keep hold of them, and they need to keep hold of their core, and continue to strengthen. Um, I think Matthew Wright can do a, a much better job than he's shown um, this season, as well. Hmm. I, don't, I yeah, I think I think they've all been. Relatively well, um, Michael. What do you what do you think about? I mean, I, I mean Huddersfield. Basically, you basically live there, um. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's how it works. Everything, everything, everything yeah, north of Leicester is just near me, isn't it? To, to you, unless it's Newcastle, then that's just next to Scotland. What do you think Huddersfield if they lose Wagner? Do you think that could be a huge blow for them? Do you think that is a lot like Newcastle? They need to keep that manager there, or do you think they're they do have the players um, on their own merit to? to fight for survival next season and, and keep the Terriers in the Premier League? I think it's definitely to keep Bargain. I think Huddersfield stay up on their... T- I think a reason they got up as well is on mm. their togetherness, the way they play as, as a unit. Uh, I think I've mentioned that far too many times over the season. And I think Wagner really drills that into them and is really a, a sort of a figurehead at, at that of that togetherness. I mean, you look at their statistics over the season... 28 goals he scored. Swansea also scored 28. Conceded two more goals than Swansea. Mm. They're probably a team that should have gone down. So, I, I, yeah, I think keeping Wagner is very key to that. And I, But either way, I think Huddersfield will struggle because I also think they're going to mm. struggle to bring in players as well. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a particularly attractive uh, project. While that they've managed to stay in the Premier League and relatively comfortably, I guess, compared to other teams. It's not. It's not an attractive. Oh, it's going to sound awful. It's not an attractive place. Like it's not placed particularly attractively in the UK, uh, and the style of football that they play definitely isn't going to scream. Mm. Yeah, I tell you what, I really fancy being a part of sitting back for ninety minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and they also won the uh, the great award of the and the well, my great award of the worst kit of the season with their uh, red and black <coughs> away away kit. Who exactly? <laughs> so that's another. <laughs> like I like their I like the home kit and the third kit, but I don't know what happened with mm. the the away kit. <laughs> Somebody completely just like ripped two like massive strips of both like <laughs> the top and bottom of the kit and just yeah, it's just look horrible. Uh, looks yeah. horrible. Whoever the do sign can only play fifty percent of the games of the yeah. season if that's that's it. Even that award, so they need to keep Steve Mounier. No, boom. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, okay. top goal top scorer. Top goal scorer in a oh. team that only scored 28 goals. Yeah, seven goals. Yes, that's, Who was Swansea's top scorer this Depo- season? How many, oh, did departure finish on six or something then? Jordan Ayew, maybe? It's, I don't know. Tough. tough I think it's, it's going to be really yeah. tough for Huddersfield to stay up next year. I agree. I think, I, think they got, I think they got lucky this year and a lot of teams were worse <laughs> um, than them. 
No, and Alan Pardew. That's um, it, it, yeah. You, Genuinely, you think yeah, West Brom shouldn't have been much. down there. Southampton shouldn't have been down there. Huddersfield were the next one up. So, but hey, you need luck on your yeah. side. It teams that didn't have luck on their side. Swansea, Stoke, West Brom. I mean, we all love Darren Moore, so let's not talk about West Brom just yet. Um, Swansea, Carver Howe. I mean, <laughs> it's not even that. It's before then. I can't even remember who their manager was at the start of the season. Clement. Sorry. I mean, their season's been. I mean, the thing with Swansea is, there's their core. You mentioned that core about Newcastle and and Huddersfield and Brighton. That core at Swansea's been rotting for quite a while. Um, you know, Leon Britton's been getting older. Mm-hmm. You know, they tried to sign players like Renato Sanchez, and you know, ha- Ronaldo. I, I mean, they were interested. Like, mm. uh, he may not have even been able to save yeah. them. I'll be honest. Um, but um, no, but like. <laughs> I mean, who have they got a centre about? They got Alfie Mawson, who has had his plaud, like had a few plaudits, and I don't, I don't know if I particularly. Kyle Barkley, Federico Fernandez. I think their best players probably Fanderhorn, and after that, I don't think any of them are particularly pretty sure, um, especially the ones that started the season. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure Kyle Barkley wasn't even a first choice starter at Birmingham when he went down the line. No, he is. uh, uh, I, I don't know what happened to uh, the Wilfred Boney um, return. Uh, he, he played a few games, scored a few goals, but that was that was a big signing for them. I feel I think that was the, that the was, bid to stay yeah, up. Heart overhead. Um, really. I mm, and yeah, it just it just backfired a lot. I I don't know what happened to him. I don't know if he's still alive. I I haven't seen him for probably like six months. Like so. <laughs> yeah, I, I have oh, researched. Okay. I know he's alive, but yeah, we miss you, Wilfred. Come back. So I, I just and the signing of Andrea Ayu, who I don't think scored a goal, um, forced ones at all. It's just like crazy, isn't it? That signing not good enough. was really like criticised because people were saying, "Why have West Ham sold to a relegation rival?" And it's really, it's it's really come back yeah. as a one that I don't think anyone really expected to work out so poorly for Swansea. And you do wonder how long it's going to take them to get back in the Premier League because I don't particularly think they have many players good enough to push for a, push for a, I mean, not even promotion, but a playoff place like in the in the Championship. And Michael, you know how com- yeah. how no, I, competitive it is down there. But yeah, like go on, Elias. Yeah, yeah. I I just want to like touch on they. I, I'm looking over the the list of transfers that Swansea made, and the only one I can see being like decently decent, decently. decent. That's great. Is <laughs> <laughs> Sam Klukas, uh from Hull? I I feel like he had a decent season. Uh, but he was probably one of the only Swansea players that actually had a decent season. Other than that, you got Mr. Mustache, uh, Rocky Mesa, who went down alone halfway through. Uh, that's £11 million just gone to waste. Four-year contract. Uh, of course, Andrea Ayew for £18 million. Uh, that's a lot of money for Swansea. Uh, like, just like Wilfred Boney, uh, undi- um. undisclosed. Uh, you're not sure how much money that was, but it was definitely over £10 million. Other than that, there's no like signings that actually made a difference. Wages this in the season. championship as well. Oh, yeah, it's gonna burn their resources. Yes. We all know how he went for Sunderland. Um, what's it called? 
I don't think it'll be yeah, that exactly. bad, but I don't think they'll be able to recruit at all. I don't, I don't, like, you get money for going down, but I don't know if it's going to be enough to... And players... I don't know, the championship's completely different to the Premier League. Like Players may sign thinking mm. it's an easier Premier League, mm. but it's just not. It's such a long yeah, season. Especially coming from Wales all the time. <laughs> like... I mean, Cardiff made it work. But yeah, like it sounds. Yeah, I don't think Carver Howe has particular yeah. <clears throat> abilities to hype up players that Warnock has. Um, well, it's 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 disappointing for Carver Howe because this was he said it when he was at Sheffield Wednesday he wants to prove himself in the Premier League, and this is kind of it's kind yeah. of he he did really well at the start, but that team wasn't good enough to keep up. And it's kind of probably he's going to be gone his chance well. to get another Premier I've League heard job, reports so. that he might not even stay. So. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. 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 He's not staying. He's already said that. But quite a few he's managers came leaving. in and just <clears throat> leaving at the end of the season. Um, yeah. um, Stoke, yeah. the other team that went down. This, I mean, I'm going to go back to the uh, table in a minute. You, you talk about Stoke while I find my phone. <laughs> Stoke um, City, Paul Lambert's. Mastermind appointment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, going from Mark Hughes to Paul Lambert. I don't see. I don't think I've seen a more depressing like manager. Going from Pellegrino to Mark Hughes. <laughs> it's just kind of like when the news is. I can just imagine it just being like, oh yeah, it was finally we're gonna get a new manager in. We're gonna be revised last. Paul Lambert, is, we're fucked. We're, we're down. Yeah. No. It, it's just just a very depressing season for. Uh, for Stoke, really, they shouldn't. I, I still feel like they shouldn't have gone down with that. Like those, they're, players. A, they're a big Premier League club. Like uh, they've definitely cemented themselves as a a, a, a mid-table big Premier League team. So for them to go down, it's a little bit of a shock to me. Yeah, I'm, I mean, even the fan base, like they have a hu- they have a huge following mm. compared to some of the teams in the Premier League. Um, Elias, you actually put Stoke the lowest. You put oh, me and you actually both put Stoke seventeenth. So. We didn't predict them to go down. We predicted yeah. them to have a hard season. But um, where did oof, I predict uh, them? Third, yeah. No, Second. you predicted them thirteenth in the end. <laughs> no, um, I did... okay. <laughs> that's where they should have <laughs> finished. That's brilliant prediction by me. But um, of course, Champions League winners in the in Michael's FM save. I think <laughs> parallel oh, universes. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah you are. Um, but yeah, like what? I mean, what? Yeah. Stoke. Where did it go wrong? Um, who did they even have this Mark Hughes, wasn't it? And it was sort of they just became stale, didn't yeah. they? They sort of stagnated and they sort of lost all their motivation to it play was, football. Yeah. I think no game plan at all into every game they went to. Give the ball to Shakira, hope he mm. scores a forty-yard screamer. That's what it came to. Yeah. That's literally what it came to. They just It's almost like they'd given up halfway through the season and it was like, right, we've done plan A, we've done plan B, it's now plan X, <laughs> Zedran Shakiri, And that was just kind of like what they rested their hopes on for the rest of the year. And it just did not, didn't even come close to working. How they ever thought it was an effective technique and how the managers ever thought it was an effective technique. Remember when they were being criticised for me. lacking ambition at the start of the season and they put out that video where it's like, lacking ambition, like all these quotes, lacking ambition, not pushing forward. And then they announced Jesse Rodriguez on loan. And then he literally like <laughs> scored one goal against Arsenal, I think, or a couple goals, and like I don't, I, yeah, it's just it. I mean, you can, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, well, we've touched on the signings so many times, mm. haven't we? That they've just signed has-beens. Yeah, they they've just signed rejects. 
Like the Chupo Motting one, there's a reason we let go on a free. Shakiri, yes, has been their complete stand-up player, but even when he left Bayern, he was a yeah. fringe player, not wanted. It, it's and when you've got a man like Peter Crouch at, at the tender age of whatever think, he is, yeah. thirty-seven, st- still being a a prolific goal scorer in that team, it just sh- like Joe Allen as well. He's been a. It's just. I, look, here's here's a play. You can have him on the cheap. I mean, he's done really well. Look at all the clubs he's played mm-hmm. for. So we'll let him have, you have him really cheap. It's just it's almost like they've been sold by many salesman yeah. patters. Yeah, I, yeah. I feel I feel like that is a good good summarization of it. Uh, because they st- they still got. <laughs> can you see Bojan playing in the championship next season? Because he's still <laughs> in there. I mean, I I don't know what Shakiri's going to do. I I think he's probably going to end up in like. Turkey or, or Switzerland or he'll probably go back to Basel actually yeah. or somewhere like that. He needs to be he needs to be the pretty much the biggest player at the club he signs no for and he now, should probably bear that in mind. In the championship. He doesn't strike me as a player. I mean you get the odd one, like remember when Tarab tore it up for Cardiff or, or QPR or whoever he was Yeah. Well, when he scored one goals and got his team promoted. Um was more the point I was. So before he got he, fat. he got a lot of goal bonuses, that's why he okay. ate a lot. Well, fat jokes yeah. are, are good. Um not not my not the point I was making. Um But like <laughs> But they're not quite West Well, we can go to West Brom in a second. I just wanted to say that Stoke starting with the likes of like you said, um you guys said Crouch, Allen, Shawcross, pretty much down the middle of their pitch. They've been there the last four four years, three, four years. Like there's there's been no sort of progression there, and these players are just getting older and and worse really. Um, and although I love Peter Crouch, yeah. he's old. He's, old jokes are not, not fun. Not, Come on, he's not the man. He's that not the same. Got man. sent off not at the same same I still think he got paid off to do that. Anyway, that's not a, not something I should say. Anyway, uh, West Brom <laughs> next week. Next <laughs> footballers <laughs> uncovered. Um, but no, West Brom, <laughs> the last team. I actually think West Brom probably in the best position out of the teams that got relegated, despite finishing last. Which is weird. <laughs> yeah. Lovely. What a brilliant this is fairy tale stuff. If if the fairy tale ends with the, the princess being beaten yeah. up, like thrown in a ditch. <laughs> oh, whoa. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Parji is pretty much the problem here, wasn't yeah. it? I think the players. They had issues, Definitely. but nothing as big as the, as the manager. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, remember the season started with two wins under Pulis, and then it sort of. Yeah, yeah it was a good, good start. Like against Burnley at home, like you don't expect to win that game, and I, I don't know what happened. But- what happened? They they didn't they didn't win for four months pretty much. Mm. I think I think it was four months they didn't win for <laughs> a long time. At least three and a half. Uh, not a win, and it's just something so like pewless. <laughs> and then Pardew to come in and try to save what Pulis has started and just making it so much worse. I think they would be better off with Pulis. Pardew strikes me as the kind of guy that doesn't send in his CV. He just turns <laughs> up to the interview. Dances a like bit. He just, it's alright. Pardew's it. Well, we didn't ask you to be here. Well, I'm here and I'm here to save you. And they mm. must have bought it. Cause, There's yeah. a lot of salesmen around in this episode, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> Pardew is his own salesman. Stoke get absolutely shafted by salesmen. The dark side of the Premier League. <laughs> salesman. <laughs> hmm. 
I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, Phil, help us. Bring it Bring it back to... I always saw Parge as an estate agent myself, I'll be honest. But hey, I guess that's a type can, of sales. Can, can we talk about the weirdest signing of the season? Go on. Can we... Can, Gregor Kokovia? No. Shang Yuning from Vitesse. For six and a half million pounds, the uh, the Chinese international who uh, they they bought and then loaned out to Werder Bremen, <laughs> that he got signed, uh, and now he's going to play Championship football with. with or is he? So, well, he's probably not. He's going to get loaned out to the Bayern Munich. <laughs> we'll strike. Bayern Munich. <laughs> and uh, Oliver Burke can't get him. They had such well. a good summer yeah. window. I think oh, was yeah. it? Yeah. And what, Kieran why Gibbs. Why does he keep these players? Kieran Gibbs what? is a good signing. I feel he's shown he can no. do it in the Premier League. Uh, Jay Rodriguez, if he could get some form. Why do I think Jay Rodriguez a had a good season, despite being accused of racism? We'll I take don't that, know. That, that part out, but I, I weirdly think he, I swear he scored like five goals. And Daniel Sturridge, of course, as well online. He, uh, so a- accused. He, he it was not proven, so we don't know whether he is or not. But mm. okay. Yeah, but it's like the no, he was found guilty. Yeah. Yeah. Mind you, he's playing that's enough punishment anyway. Well, I was going to. I was actually going to go back to uh, uh, the end of parts. If, if you allow me. Um, oh yeah. And and yeah, of, no, go for it. You, end you of part two. We're coming back with the uh, a few of the, the the rest of the teams. Um, yeah, so don't don't go anywhere. Welcome back to part three of the In The Mix of Podcast. We are going to talk about the rest of the league now. And where else to start but Bournemouth? Yeah. Well, uh, Elias, I think you're the person to sum up their season. Uh, would you like to uh, give us a a rundown of, of where Bournemouth did well and where they perhaps faltered? Well, and that Bournemouth. is Bournemouth. Uh, West Ham. Yes, um, oh, there we go. A season that I'm genuinely moving on. A season where, which was compromised by idiotic ownership, um, if you believe the fans, which I do, I'll be honest. Um, a difficult season um, with difficult views. Um, I think it might only get why the seats moving even further well away from the pitch. Or... This summer. Hey, sorry. Hey. <laughs> what? <laughs> with the ownership and what happens over the summer. Well, the, the, the hottest take on the news is that Moisey, despite having a fantastic end of the season, might be off. He might be having. He might be gone. And who do oh. they bring in? Giggsy. Yes. Fuck. Giggsy to the end of the season. <laughs> Giggsy to the end. Of the season. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's not busy at the moment. Um. So yeah. I mean. Well, okay. Um. <laughs> okay. Uh. Wednesday. Wednesday. West Ham. <laughs> Don't know where I'm off to. Um, West Ham United Football Club. Arnautovic, really a stand-up player for them this season, really came um, into his own with the Moyes appointment because at the start of the season he was a very disappointing signing. Um, but really came into his own under Moyes. He started being the focal point up front and despite costing Elias a, uh, a bet <laughs> by keeping Hernandez out of the team, probably the, the, the main shining light for West Ham. Yeah, definitely. He, he's got his <laughs> shit together. It's the only way I, I can put that. I think you uh, could have put it. He got out of the mess of Stoke without swearing. Nah, no, nah, no, no, it's not. Cleaned up his act. Anyways, I I feel like Moyes have actually like 
screamed enough at him that he's actually listening to what he needs to do on the pitch. He's working harder than he has ever done, and he's actually scoring goals uh, that are vital for points for West Ham. But he wasn't. Wasn't I? Still feel like he is probably the only player in the West Ham squad mm. that actually had a good season. Yeah. Um. You said um David Moyes shouted at him. Could you give us a perhaps a uh, demonstration of what he said? Sorry, oh, you're that God. bastard. <clears throat> I'm not going to... Something, something like that. <laughs> 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 I need to do better. Your performance since this season, I've not been good at you. That's Scottish, but we've just gone all brave heart on him. But, um... He <laughs> <laughs> probably could... That's... Uh, uno, it's dos... West Ham! <laughs> uno, dos, tres times. <laughs> I thought they were blowing bubbles. Yeah, 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 I'm Um, I'm out of it. didn't... I mean, Jordan Hugel, um, the signing of the season just <laughs> for that, that cameo. Like <laughs> Come on, you irons! <laughs> best best performance of the season. Oh, it sounds awful, oh, but it's the amazing. eyes pointing in opposite directions. Why does it always come down to physical? No, it, no, it's not his eyes. It's just the way. He, it's just the way he just gets in on the camera. Jordan, like, come on, you eyes! And if you want to come on the podcast. No, I, it's not. It's not his appear. It's just what it looked like in the video because it zoomed Someone, in so Jordan, fast. Sometimes... In his face. Hey, Jordan. You know what? If you wanna, if you wanna go to Blues like you were, we tried to sign you last season. I mean, alone signing sounds sometimes, great. Jordan, you just gotta look the other way. Um, Watford, <laughs> Watford, <laughs> um, a season that can be put into two parts: <laughs> Marco Silva era and Marco Silva not era. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there you go, he's got it. <laughs> Not here! <laughs> <laughs> um. That was definitely not intended! Um, Javi, oh, what's his Worst name? Gracia. Yeah, Javi I mean. Gracia. That's definitely I mean, a Twitter highlight, though. though. He's. Oh. I, don't, I don't know particularly anything about Gracia still. Um, how long has he been there? That's why he's been there since before Christmas. <laughs> 20, I have no interest in him. Um, I don't think he has any interest yeah, in Watford either, to be honest. I mean, I mean, I don't see what is going on. Watford. Watford's a weird one. Watford's a weird one. Um, yeah, the Watford, the only team that have already started having winter breaks mm. in the Premier League, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, Watford, really invisible season is probably the the only way to put it, because Richarlison had a great start to the season, but where did he go after Christmas? Pretty sure it's still in my fantasy team, so mm-hmm. there. Uh, just having Jonas Kabul as one of your defenders, like, in the squad, is criminal in 2018. Uh, and, I don't know, they, I don't know, it's just a really weird one. Andrew Gray was a massive flop, I feel. Yes. <laughs> Terrible person as well. <laughs> Just by all accounts. Oh, yeah. Um always. Yeah. But they do have some bright spots. Will Hughes, I think, had a decent season. Um and and that's Five. that's about it. Uh no. <laughs> I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Richarlison wow. and players like that next season. If they do leave and go to Everton with Marco Silva, which is might happen. Um you are. You've got this set in your mind, really. If this doesn't happen, Phil, what are you going to do next? Are you even yeah. coming oh, back I mean, on the podcast? Y- you can have a, You can get a haircut from me. 
No. Yeah, dye your hair. If Marco Silva doesn't go to Everton, you I'll tell have you what, to I shave will, I will dye my hair. No, I don't want to. <laughs> but no, I was going to say, I just don't want to. I have a son. Yes. I can't be seen to be completely lunatic, lunatic man. Wow. Yeah, oh, you're, you're a lunatic. lunatic. You are a lunatic. Okay. Um, but I could see yes. Pochettino leaving Spurs. And then Marco Silva coming in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Marky Mark and the Funky oh, Bunch. Be... I would take that, to be honest, which is, which is mad. But I love Marco Silva that much. I would jeopardise the <laughs> Spurs project. It's the hair, isn't it? It's the you coat. definitely it's the like, coats he really wears. like Marcus like... Silva's hair or something. Oh, I right. literally well, own a coat. Like that. That. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I literally own a coat. <laughs> I literally um, own a coat. Yeah, so that's Watford. Uh, Southampton. Um, should we just continue talking about Marco Silva or or Marco Hughes? No, I, th- I think you're done. I Marco think you're done on Marco Hughes. Silva, mate. Oh, well, he God. did his job. Uh, kept him up. up. Yeah. Well then, is he? Is it? Is it? How long is his contract? Ah, not sure. Is it till the end of the season? Because I feel like Mark Hughes wouldn't have taken a contract to the end of the season. I actually, I, don't d- I actually that. don't know. No, he can't. He can't be. No. He probably had a clause where he could have left if they got relegated. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I don't know, but it's weird. It seemed like a last yeah, chance definitely. saloon for a lot of those types of managers, isn't it? Like Pardew and and like Hodgson and Allardyce. Maybe because there's just no clubs left for them to manage after the ones they're currently at. But it has seemed a bit like it. It wasn't until mm. the end of the season, but it has seemed like a last sort of last shot for these guys, doesn't it? It's, it seems like the end of an era almost. Yeah, and that era was some very like bad managers. Very, very era-ish. Era-ish. I don't know. And we need to mention Mauricio Pellegrino as one of the worst managers to ever grace the Premier League. Mm. I think. Fair point. <laughs> I just, I, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's we had a good point as well. So goodness, I've forgotten about team. that. <laughs> I feel like this, I mean, yeah, this season has been not weird. Enough, that not, was a record. It's, it has been a really weird the, season. Uh, worst coaching. Yeah, of the Crystal year. Palace broke the record for not scoring. Le- worst. Yeah, not much has been made of that. There's coach. a few number. There's a few options. I can't see it being a PFA award. If I'm honest, <laughs> bud. Can't see it catching on. But you put it forward. I'm well, sure. I'll you'll get well, a lot who of would you put in the hat? I just said the ball. Well, Pardew's got to be in there. Pellegrino, Pardew, De Boer. Arsene Wenger. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Pop, yeah. Okay, so the, we're having three winners. Carvajal. Carvajal, you were all over him the other day. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably, what about um, Lambert? I don't well? know, Lambert, I don't think he did badly. I think, I think they were already in a terrible position. They only lost like twice. I think he did. didn't win. True, but that doesn't make him worse than a manager who scored no goals. (laughs) Alto was there. (laughs) Hmm. He wasn't good, but he wasn't the worst. Agreed. Okay. Um, Burnley. A manager who wasn't bad. Sean Dyche. Had a very good season. Got a pub named after him. That, that to be fair for Sean Dyche, that'd have been a good season if he'd have got relegated. And that'd have happened. So, 
seems like the type of guy that's just. So he had some, he had some good highlights this season. Obviously, Burnley in Europe, um, accused of eating worms, which is a, a a career highlight, I think. End of the pub. So, I mean, what's next for Sean Dyche? <laughs> what is the the evolutionary next step? Enterprise. Sean Dyche Enterprise. Fresh. Dyche. <laughs> Sean Enter Enter Dyche. Nah. I, I feel like he is Burnley through and through right now, and he probably is going to keep overachieving with Burnley because I don't see them stopping. Hmm. Chris Wood. I like Chris Wood. He, he was good this season. He's got 10 goals, I think. Um, he, he's, he's quite... He's not that yeah, old, so. is he? They have a lot of underrated players, Burnley. Well, not under- they play great football as well. Maybe just getting rated now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Um, Jonathan yeah. Waters is at Burnley. I think. What? Did he not leave Stoke for Burnley? Is that not a thing? I don't, I don't remember. Possibly. Yeah, so there you go. Oh, no, he is. I th- yeah, I think he is. Mm. So Naki Wells. Wells um, other players who play for Burnley that we don't really remember? Um, oh, Tom Heaton, Jeff Hendrick. Wow. Oh yeah. Anders oh, Lindegaard. Did you see that Ben Mee? Ben Mee's apparently That's asked for eighty grand man. a week, and <laughs> he's like not signing a new contract. <laughs> Go on. Nice. I've got one for you. Oh, lovely one. Dean. I remember Marnie. him scoring on the Spurs debut against Everton. Two 0 top corner, about thirty yards out. No, but you did. I don't remember asking to be honest. But thank and... you. Stuff. Um, Some memories. I think Dean Marley's name mm. also works as Mean Darnie, so <laughs> very, yeah. very individual name. Yeah. <laughs> this is—is is this really all we've, we've got to say about Burnley the when they qualify they need, I think. I think they should stop being so greedy. Like we've raved about yeah, Dyche. I gave him man, my manager of the season. They should be happy with that, I think. But yeah, uh, Burnley next season. Well, I mean, what are their even? I mean, I, I, the thing with Burnley is I can only see them like I can l- literally see their goals for next season being avoiding relegation. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and but I still think they're going to overachieve, like continue to overachieve because they are one of the most consistent teams in the Premier League, which mm. is really weird to say, but. Yeah, it's true. Like we looked at the likes of Watford, but Burnley just didn't fall away. And even when you thought, oh, they've had a tough run here, they came back from it. And they, they were still they there at like, the end of the season, so... like, Yeah, and they didn't like, six games go down the league. Or like six losses in a row? Yeah. Six losses strong, in a row, and they didn't lose league. a spot, yeah. But that's just, just because they were so consistent throughout the season that they'd already done mm. the... Yeah. You know what my favourite fact about Burnley is? The fact that all three of us put them to what? get relegated this season in our... And me and Elias put them bottom. <laughs> Did we really? So, I mean, wait, you put them at 18, that so if you want to take that, group? you can. You can. Did any of us well, predict not, a team to get relegated? Elias so. predicted West Brom to go down. Michael got them all wrong. Mm-hmm. I predicted Swansea to go down, so... Oh, brilliant. Wait, Burnley, what, what Huddersfield, Brighton. Was it like Huddersfield, Brighton? Yeah. So there you go. So there you go. Are we talking about the next? Put Palace. Okay, well, you put them 14th. Yes. 
Elias put them. I don't know. I can't even see them. Thirteenth, and I put them fifteenth. Thing, thing is, in the mid table, from sort of eighth down to fifteenth, no. it doesn't really matter. So as long as we got the teams, in I mean, there, I mean, if, if the Royal Ocean was there the whole season, they would have been challenging for the top six. Champions League. Champions they'd be in the final. They'd, they'd be, they'd I mean, be they'd where be, Liverpool. They they'd be in the final of the Champions are. League. Yeah, Wilfred Zaha <laughs> with forty goals in all competitions. Will Zaha, Will Zaha, <laughs> running um, down yeah, the wing. A serious turnaround when they were down. I mean, so many people were putting them down. Um, I think actually, you guys. I think if we go back, we're saying uh, you don't think Hodgson. I believe I said I think Hodgson can get them out of it. Um, Oh, you never. Don't it, when that. it's the other it's way around, you never even bring this why up. Why would you do that? Don't remember mistakes. Don't remember so mistakes. mistakes. Don't learn from mistakes. What, okay. Be arrogant. Be egotistical. Okay. Be narrow-minded. Don't make and mistakes. Vote leave. I mean, uh, yeah. Controversial. Whoa. Whoa. We represent whoa, both sides whoa, of the coin. Whoa. Coin. <laughs> yeah, the pound do coin, we? not the euros. And Sweden. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in, Phil's uh, out, Elias is shaking it all you about. Say this, so. yeah, you didn't watch Eurovision, so who's the real winner? Yeah, typical. typical. I was at work. Typical. Um no, I didn't I didn't vote leave. Mug game. Yeah, so, Pistol, Palace. Pistol Palace. Shot into the uh, top half, I think, in the end. Nope. Okay, bottom half. Out of the relegation zone. <laughs> 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 but what about Hodgson? Sham. Absolutely. Where's shambles. where's his next? I mean, what, what do we think? England manager next, or? Hmm. Mm. Yeah. I feel like that's happened Play before. Retirement. Retire, perch himself on a tree somewhere. And... He can become a Swedish yeah, translator. Yeah, not a bad job. In the Premier Michael's still pushing the owl jokes, which is nice. I, I like to. Yeah. I like a little flashback. <laughs> like a little flashback. <laughs> um, but yeah, he loves a lot of languages, and that's he's a clever man. He's a clever man. Oh, I'm Mrs. Sure Hodgson. She's oh. a lucky lady. <laughs> Mrs. Hodgson. Um, I mean, interesting thing, listeners, just letting you behind the curtain. We were worried we were going to spend too long on Crystal Palace. Um, we're, genuinely, we're genuinely struggling here. Um, but <laughs> unbelievable. Zaha, Zaha. I think he's going to leave at the end of the season. Zaha, Zaha. I don't. Zaha. He, he said Zaha. today. End of the Chris season means next season. But no, I could uh, see. I could see him. Like, oh. I, I think if he wants to leave, I think it would be a nice gesture for them to let him go at a reasonable price to Tottenham. But um, <laughs> you know, oh, I knew there'd just, be a catch to that. Yeah, sentence. He's kept them like, up. It sounded just all too nice. Go, you know, just, yeah. So you talked about lacking ambition, and yet you want to sign a mid-table. But I mean, the wouldn't bottom, be bottom half, half player. all the games. So free agent, You'll free have agent. Buyers available, I well, I mean, get, I mean, Chelsea might as well go for him. To be fair, you got Fabregas. Mm. How much? We want him if you see back. Johan Kabay was such a missed-out signing for Stoke, a player that had gone to PSG. And Wait, is Johan Kabay won the Champions League? Stoke didn't sign him. Oh, yeah. oh, so Stoke no, won because that is how oh. you that is how you stay up. Oh. Um, okay, can we, we're going to move on because we're struggling. We're we're clutching at straws. We're tired. We're going on. We're going to Leicester. 
Hey, it's mid-table stuff. No one gives a fuck. Fans <laughs> of <laughs> that came out a lot worse than I meant it. No one... Care. <laughs> I didn't mean for that to come out so like. Get yourself together. There's two teams left. Two teams left. Both playing blue. Um, very different styles. I think we can agree. Very different managers. Um, Claude Puel and uh, Big Sam Allardyce. Um, Ch- <laughs> Chips and gravy versus. Like fine uh, yep. dining, I feel. I mean, fine dining if, like, yeah, I don't know if the to- if the toddlers like throwing the plates everywhere. Well, Riot Mares. Excuse me. Um, but yeah, like Leicester yeah. season was a weird one, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it was a weird one, uh, especially since I feel like they made great signings and didn't do too badly. Mm. <laughs> uh. I don't know. They had a bad ending, I think. A really bad ending uh, to the season. But they never looked like improving from last season. Even though they made the signings of Harry Maguire, who was probably the best player, uh, the best signing at least. Uh, they signed Ibora, who didn't really make a stamp on the Premier League at all. Uh, Iheanacho didn't show what he did at City at all. Adrian Silva was a great one, wasn't it? <laughs> 14 seconds. 14 seconds. Uh, yeah. It's just... It's just... Yeah, very weird. Very weird uh, season for Leicester, who I'm not sure if the fans are happy about this season, even though they it's finished w- ninth. It's just weird, isn't it? Like, what can they do? Like, they're not going to win the Premier League. It's like... It's kind of like... It's like when you when you like when you have a football manager save, you you reach what you can do and then you stop playing. But Leicester in that stage yeah. where they've just kept playing, they, tr- they, they really treated know what the to do. Premier League like it was a, a tournament, like a like a knockout tournament. It's like like where yeah, do you yeah. go from winning the league if you like? <laughs> it's so weird. They like completed the Premier League, but they can't turn off the console. It's so strange. Yeah, it, it literally is that. Like they just. I don't think there's just, a just better analogy. Just liquidate and make AFC Leicester. Just, Start again. More fun. It'll be more fun. Um, the Leicester, Leicester Dons. Dons. Leicester Dons sounds <laughs> like a... Anyway. Leicester Tigers. Leicester Tigers are definitely a bit more. Well, the Fonks have been named Tigers, you know. Well, yeah. <laughs> 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 they the Fonks brand completely. <laughs> Wait, have I just, I've, just, I've just said the name of the rugby yeah. team, I'm pretty sure. I think I'm pretty are. sure the rugby team is just like, called Leicester like Tigers. A, like a the yeah, liger, but like a fox tiger, like a figer. Or, I don't know. What are you I'm trying to think this? Of, <laughs> anime. <laughs> um, but yeah, Leicester City <laughs> football team. Um, Everton, <laughs> um, also playing blue, managed by Sam Allardyce, which is nice for him. Um, not really nice for Everton fans. Um, they didn't, and he. But did they get relegated? Uh, yeah, though? exactly. Ronald Koeman. You're welcome. The current Dutch manager was there at the start of the season. Wasn't there when Sam Allardyce turned up, and that is their season's narrative in a sentence. I don't like Everton's like another team. Like you were right when we said we shouldn't really talk about these mid-table teams because the seasons have been so. Oh, every team we finished mid-table, bar Burnley, has been the same. Shocking start to the season, then just picked up because of a change of manager, and then not cared. Sab Allardyce has literally spent the past five months at the buffet. <laughs> that's that's mean. 
Oh, you kicked off that. I really enjoyed. And they, they spent did. so oh, much money it's, as well. It's hard to, for, well, it's hard to remember, but uh, you can't really forget how much money they spent. And the mystery of David, where is David Classen? I think he came on like a couple of games ago. Yeah, he, I saw he him. came on. I saw him. I saw him. I saw him. Rare sight. Hello, nine one one. What's your emergency? Yeah, so I think we're gonna we're gonna have to put a David Classen watch on from now on just over the summer just to see where he goes or if he goes anywhere no he's, he's not going to the world cup the bill... i've just got the bill theme tune in my head like <laughs> just like david classman being some dog yeah i mean the bill is more interesting ends. than talking about sam Allardyce. i'll be honest but a wayne rooney could be going to dc united <laughs> yeah. so that is their season review yeah end of an era, end of an era. um yeah so, so I'm saying the worst signing of the season was the the Chinese guy to West Brom, but Sandro Ramirez was pretty. I don't know. I do like well. him. <laughs> do you? Mm. Spurs. What about? Mangala? Oh, if you know, he, picked, he, he has a Premier League medal, so I think that was a perfect signing. I was gonna say, I'm pretty sure he made more appearances at City's. Like parade and and trophy mm. whatever than he did for actual Everton. Well, so. he, he at least showed up there. <laughs> he's ma- he's made more appearances for City since they've won yeah. the title than he has for Everton the whole season. Oh. Yeah, that was another. That's, what a yeah. statistic! That was another one though. That was another weird, weird loan signing that happened. But yeah, I mean, I think I think we we're, we're struggling here. Are we going to end with the heroes of the season? I think Elias was excited to give the heroes yeah. of the season i think that's a good show all right so since since i feel like there's more, been more villains this season than uh, it actually has been heroes um i'm just gonna name three managers that i feel are absolutely mm. atrocious is that, yeah, is, that sure, yeah, sure. is that fair so firstly uh, of course, we got my favourite, Mauricio Pellegrino, who showed absolutely no coaching ability in how many months? Some. Eight? Some months. Yeah, some months. <laughs> Just nothing that actually looks like any kind of coaching. So that's why he's one of my villains of the season, because he could have brought Southampton down uh, and... I don't think they would have been in that position with any other manager, mm. literally any other manager, uh, nor even Mister uh, De Boer, who's also one of my one of my villains, of course. After not scoring a goal for seven games, it's mm. it's, pr- it's pretty. He's a centre back, to be fair. <laughs> he is, yeah, and I can't remember. There was something about his like attacking coach. I can't remember. He should have brought in his. Uh, his twin brother to to do some work, so they could like switch out if he's doing badly. Then his brother comes in and just sits there for a while until he recovers, and then <laughs> maybe that's the problem. Again. Maybe uh, maybe he like was that like could have sabotaged been... by his evil twin. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, Frank. Yes, that is me. <laughs> uh, and the last one, of course, we need to bring in Alan Pardew yeah. into the villains because he he ruined a Premier League club. Well, one another nice Premier League club. It was very nice of him, and he is he working as a pundit still? 
I think that's probably a compliment, calling him a pundit. I mean, he appears on the television every yeah. so often. and I feel like he should be <laughs> terminated off TV. Okay, I wonder where you were going with that. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to be too harsh, but, you know. Well, it's weird, because my villain, and I've had this one written down a while, so I can't, I'm not even, I'm not even going to change it, is Pardew, because it just showed at the end of the season how, how different that team could be. And he just... <laughs> Everywhere he goes, he seems to just make it a complete shit house. So, mm. I just hope he gets terminated. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, are you just the one villain for you, Michael? Is it? Yeah, I, I'd, I'd written that. I'd written down two players: a, a hero and a villain. I'd had Pardew down for a long time, and it's just it. Like, it's a real shame. It, like, I, lo- I lo- kind of love that West Brom are coming down to Birmingham because it's a good day for Birmingham kind of thing. It's good to have another derby, but West Brom oh. should not have got relegated. Like the, the, while they did have a poor squad, it, they had so much more in them than what was shown. But it's the True. board's fault. They literally sacked the board before they sacked Bardu, remember? Which is which is exactly. something to mention in, in terms of Villains of the Week, the fact that West Brom sacked their board before they sacked Bardu. Um, another one who is a villain who is actually wasn't named or wasn't actually found out. Remember the uh, the Huddersfield penis that was seen? Do you not remember? Excuse oh, me. Yeah. Is it? Oh, Danny Williams. That? Is that your is that your so. theory? I think so. I think it's Danny Williams because he's like mm. full of was tattoos. Penis tattooed? Yeah, of yeah. all the penises I've seen, it looks mm. the most like Danny Williams. <laughs> uh. Well, I mean, now, I'm trying to think about penises, point? but I can't. Um, I can't. I can't. They're, can't. they're blocked. They're blocked in my head. Um, but yeah, but that was mine. Mm. So that I mean, uh, I mean, if you want an actual, pl- I'm stuttering now. I literally, I feel like a a teenage boy, <laughs> a young Catholic well, boy. Um, but no, um, I giggle. I think I'm, I want to give it to Hosselu because he was so bad. And that, but at the same time, I should give him a hero because. He made me feel like I could be a Premier League footballer. Oh, that's that's yeah. what they see. That's what dreams are made of. Uh, did you want to do some? Did you want to do some heroes? Brilliant. I want to do a hero. Go on. Go on. <laughs> oh right, you, you give me the floor. I'm I'm actually giving mine oh. to Wilfred Zaha. I genuinely think, oh, while wow, Roy Hodgson's done a brilliant job there. I think if Zaha didn't play for Crystal Palace, Crystal Palace could have got relegated. He's been incredible. And they have been two different teams. And it was highlighted by his injury towards the end of the season how different of a team they were without him. I I don't want to say he's carried them, but he's put a lot on his back. And the, even when the pressure was like a lot on him, it didn't falter. He's consistently put in very good performances. Hmm. What about you, Alex? Got any heroes? Um, no, none. Man City for showing that you can play good football and win the Premier League. Yeah, so that's the end of the end of the Premier League season. Because we have the Cup Finals, Playoff Finals, and Champions League Finals to look forward to, and the World Cup, guys, which we're excited about, of course. Uh, and. Congratulations you have, for making it this far in the episode. You don't deserve as many ports as us because we've been sitting here recording. But you do deserve some, so congratulations for that. 
Um, wow. That's we hard. appreciate everyone who's listened this far. <laughs> we, we really, really do. Um, and yeah, I think I think we're going to end it there. So say goodbye, guys. Bye. Bye. See you next week. We'll catch you. See in you next week. Suckers, sucker, and sucker, sucker. Bye. <laughs>